Hello there and welcome back. This episode of the podcast is again brought to you by A Life of Education. Lifeofeducation.com is the UAE's only health and fitness educational website dedicated to delivering health and fitness content to fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts from a variety of sections of the health and fitness world. With talks and lectures in areas like nutrition, anatomy and physiology, sports medicine, female development, yoga and pilates, uh, the business of fitness, strength and conditioning and many more to be added in the future. Allo's mission is to bring leading experts from around the world of health and fitness together on one platform to share their knowledge and expertise on a global scale. Um, so right now, if you go over to www.lifeofeducation.com, you can have your own chance to win a Fitbit. Uh, simply check out the website, complete the form and submit, and uh, you'll be in with a chance to win the, the Fitbit that um, they're offering. We'll move on to this podcast, which uh, we're quite excited about. Um, it was a last-minute uh, sort of privilege afforded to or offered to myself and Matt to speak to two of possibly the greatest bodybuilders in the world. Essentially, we were invited to speak to Jay Cutler and Kai Green, who were in for the Dubai Muscle Show this weekend. So just to quickly tell you what the Dubai Muscle Show this weekend it's um, it's the international fitness and bodybuilding event, and there's going to be some amateur sports competitions and exhibitions, and over 150 fitness and nutrition brands and um, famous athletes attending. It's on the 8th and 9th of December, um, so hopefully you're listening to this in time to still go and buy tickets. And it's open. It's on the Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, in the Dubai World Trade Center. You can get your tickets on uh, www.dubaimuscleshow.com. And along with Jay Cutler and Kai Green, there's Eddie Hall, who's just won the World's Strongest Man from the UK. You may know him as the guy who's kind of circulating on a viral video where he picking, he's picking up a TV presenter. Um, there's Ronnie Coleman, who's one of the also the greatest uh, bodybuilders, Mr. Olympia champions. Um, Simeon Panda and Paige Hathaway. So... Um, there's going to be loads going on down there this weekend. So if you get the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. We'll be there as well. We're going to try and scoop up a few people um, to feature on our podcast. But just to give you a little bit of background about this one, um, to tell you who Jay Cutler and Kai Green are, just to frame it a little bit more for those of you who may not know him. Jay Cutler is a four-time Mr. Olympia winner from 2006, 2007, and then 2009, 2010. What that competition basically is the same competition that Arnold Schwarzenegger won think he was in the 70s when Arnold Schwarzenegger won but uh this um he is one of the kind of highest regarded bodybuilders uh in the world if you don't know who he is take a moment just to press pause and google or youtube uh Jay Cutler <clears throat> and also Kai Green who is uh also one of the world's most successful uh bodybuilders he's not actually won the Mr. Olympia tournament, but he's famous for coming second on, I think it's four occasions behind uh, Phil Heath. Um, if anybody has seen the Netflix documentary, uh, Pumping Iron or Gridiron or Pumping Gridiron, one of those, he's the gentleman who starts off, he's shaved head with the dreadlocks kind of all the way coming down into a very long ponytail all the way down into his waist. Um, he's very artistic, very creative, and he's also, if anyone can pick him out, he's featuring in the latest series of Stranger Things. Uh, without giving a spoiler alert, he's part of the street gang. And if you've seen it, you know which guy I'm talking about, if you think about the world of bodybuilding. 
So, yeah, we'll get into it. It was an absolute privilege for myself and Matt to speak to these guys. Uh, we met them as they were doing a little promo for the Dubai Muscle Show uh, this morning. So hopefully by the time I get this published and posted, um, there'll still be time for people to go to the uh, Muscle Show and see those guys and see everything else that's going on. The sound quality is, is as best as we could get it, just with four guys sitting in a coffee shop um, in the hotel there was there's a little bit of clanging there's some receipt till noises there's a blender going off every now and again and, and the kind of the void vo- guys voices come in and out as microphones get moved around as people are talking so uh forgive all that i hope you enjoy the the content and um, we'll get on with it this is myself and matt with our uh our kind of our most proud podcast so far with jay cutler and kai green Today, and we have the fortune and uh, the privilege from with, for myself and Matt to be with uh, two of sort of the greatest bodybuilders probably in history. We have Kai Green and Jay Cutler. If you want to say hello, gents. Hello. Yeah, real honor, guys. Thanks for doing this. It's great to be on. Yeah, man. Um, so we were kind of just talking just before we started about our background. So it's probably worth noting again that myself and Matt are actually not professional bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're more sort of sports scientists, more... Uh, dealing with general population so um well of course we've heard of you guys we want to talk a little bit more about the psyche kind of the mental fortitude the mental side of training towards whatever goal you're trying to train to and then achieving that um so uh kind of what we discussed is you know looking at bodybuilders to get to that top level in my view it must just be a huge amount of pain management first and foremost because for me in the gym uh, what makes me want to stop is pain. <laughs> it's just, it's hurting. I try and stay fit, but I mean, how do you guys kind of cross that, that barrier? Wow. Well, I think it's a good question. I'm, you know, I'm definitely not six time Mr. Olympia, you know. Um, I'm a four time winner, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to rub that in. Though. But you know, but you know, no, you, you, you gave me higher accolades of what I, what I achieved, but you know, it's funny cause I met Kai Green when he was a teenager and I always predicted he would be something great, you know, and of course we ended up competing against each other. Never really would like neck and neck battles when it came down to competition, but we did fight for Olympia crown and he's, he fell into a place where I was pretty familiar with being second place to the same person more than one occasion, which is very frustrating. And you talk about mentality to get to the gym every day and train. But let's reverse back to being teenagers because we can both kind of relate to this. And, you know, I felt I fell into bodybuilding more for the mental aspect rather than the physical because... I realized after joining the gym at the age of 18 that I fell into a really good place when I got inside the gym where I wasn't stressed about anything. I didn't think about the things in life that 
were any kind of negative to me. I was in a place where for that hour or two hours, I actually spent two hours a day in the gym as a teenager, where I, I didn't feel the pressure of being 18, turning into an adult, have the pressure of family wanting me a business. I didn't want to be involved in family business. I wanted to be my own person, and, and that wait time really put me in a different realm, different place, and I felt no pressure. I felt something that it was very comfortable, an atmosphere I was comfortable, and it was very... Uh, it was very personal in the time that I spent there, uh, and it was for myself. And I didn't have anyone that was dictating anything else, and that's why I fell in love with bodybuilding. It wasn't until uh, I actually became bigger and was able to get on stage and enjoy the competition side of it. It was what I enjoy still to this day, being a retired bodybuilder, uh, looking back and realizing the time I spent in the gym was extreme. But I still go to the gym on a daily basis because it's the best part of my day. It's the time that I feel that I'm able to relieve any kind of stress and be in a great headspace. And I think anyone at our level will tell you, I think Kai will say the same thing, where if you said, you know, the greatest, what's the greatest part of your lifestyle, it's still be able to train on a daily basis, not be in pain. I mean, you talk about being in pain. Listen, I push myself sometimes where the repetitions turn into pain. Yeah. But it's a pain that I know is... Is probably a great place for the body because we're trying to improve and you know continue to hold on to muscle tissue. So if it's a burning sensation, although I mean I don't have joint pain, even being forty-four years old, I don't feel pain in my joints. I still train uh, with weights, but not extreme weights like I did. I think Kyle will say the same thing. But uh, our competitive days, I know for myself, I don't even think about any competitive side of it. I don't go in there to push bench press three hundred pounds anymore. I don't have personal goals as how much weight I put on the bar. I just want to go in and have a great workout, get a great mind space, and move on with the rest of my day and be able to focus on other things. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of how a lot of people sort of get into it, right? And I know that in some of the podcasts and interviews I've seen you and you've talked about bodybuilding as almost like a therapeutic tool, right? Is that more or less like the same for you? Yeah, you know what? I, I think there's there's a lot that, that Jay said that I think I, I would, you know, um, feel we had in common. Yeah. At, at least... Um, the therapeutic side of, of the experience, but then there's some other parts that I totally can't relate to at all. Like that, you know, I I knew that this was something that was going to help me advance. You know, I couldn't put my head totally around it, couldn't put my finger exactly on it, but you know, somewhere in the therapeutic release. Hmm. I, even from a very young age, understood that this is good for me. And I think that with that also came a very clear, um, intuitive determination to find how this thing was going to be used to help me advance um, into becoming the success that I wanted to see realized in my own life. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, an interesting one. Like, because I guess from a bodybuilding perspective, it's very easy to see the results come. Like in terms of self-improvement, it's very easy to sort of quantify because you see it in the mirror all the time, right? Whereas say like in the school system or something else, it's kind of your, you are part of this system and it's not, you're not necessarily always rewarded for the amount of effort that you put in just because the school system sucks or something else sucks. But with bodybuilding, like you can really sort of see it day in and day out. And so you sort of get rewarded straight away. So I guess there's that real sort of, just constant sort of validation that you get from that that's quite appealing. Did you say that's right? Did you, did you find 
um, at any time when you're kind of at your prime, at your peak, that you, you weren't happy with your image? As in, you, get, you keep training kind of at, at, at the amateur level. People want to get bigger. They want to get bigger. They want to get bigger, even though they're larger than life. Mm. Is that the same at the top level? Do you guys have, like, I wish my, my shoulders were wider or I wish my, my whatever was bigger? I don't... You know, we we both have accolades of winning multiple titles. I mean, like you said, it's people look at us as as icons, and people look at us as role models. I mean, we all have certain body parts. I mean, Kai has you know extreme body parts. We both had a phenomenal leg development with definition, which were head and shoulders above a lot of the other guys. To be honest, not to really put us on a different yeah, level, yeah, sure. but we both. I mean, to have big body parts is easy to a lot of these guys at that level, but to have the condition factor on top of it, and that's something that's just years and years of training, uh, consistency of training. I mean, that's what it was, but I don't necessarily think I ever said, hey, I wish I had uh, this guy's shoulders. I mean, I just worked with what I could, mm-hmm. and I never planned on being Mr. Olympia. I never realized until I placed second for the first time that I actually could win the title. But I want to point out a little bit of our backgrounds because bodybuilding, you can look at it and say, oh, it's a sport or it's a hobby or whatever it may be. But I consider us a lot like artists because we look in the mirrors and we create the physiques that our genetic capability lets us. Uh, someone like him who's actually, he, he draws, and he, he draws some really cool things. So he's an artist in both... I mean, he transforms his body, and he's an artist on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he poses like an artist. He's posing as the best our business has seen, and that's what he's known for. So I would I would consider Kai Green the ultimate artist, uh, probably the greatest artist our bodybuilding sport has seen. And then now he's taken his talents to probably places that he never realized were his projections in the beginning. I mean, like you said, bodybuilding was his outlet, but... You know he's he's in bigger places now, yeah. and I think, you know, we have our traits that bring us the opportunities, and we continue to strive on those and use them to our advantage. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a nice perspective. Because I was wondering, like, did you guys think that bodybuilding is perceived in the public eye and by the general public in the way that you guys perceive it, looking from the top down? But I suppose that that's kind of what you're saying. That you're looking at it more from a creative creative sculpting perspective rather than just competition against the guy beside you is that how you sort of view it with your your actual drawing as well like do you have the same mindset for all of it would you say you know i i really i you know i, I gotta take you, you that was that was just awesome so well said jay you you what's up you you're what's up I'm, I'm i'm so deeply moved it's crazy is but, he still drawing adam <laughs> <laughs> you still have time to draw. Yes, yes. Huh? We actually, we're actually working on a graphic novel that we're releasing in Comic-Con 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chronicles of King Kai, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But to get back to this this point, I I believe that every... Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Perfect. No. Good. I believe that every bodybuilder is a artistic expression of an artistic mind space there's a creative artistic place that you have to have 
access to in order to be a good bodybuilder. And in Jay's case, Jay was an excellent bodybuilder that went on to achieve the highest pinnacle of our sport that it has to offer. He won the Olympia, as he said, in the opening four times. You know, so um, without him having to say it, you know. Um, I was second six times, though. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a demonstration of, of, of greatness and proficiency with at least that. Um, you cannot be a bodybuilder without in some way being aware of the creative mind. The artistic mind, I believe, is continually working to seek its expression in the efforts of a competitive bodybuilder. Hmm. Because in our experience, it's not a game that's given to just a bigger man or just a man with big muscles, you know, there's an art form that has to be appreciated in order to be able to understand how these physiques are judged and how a particular bodybuilder's physique is even created is more, I believe, to the end of the artistic creative expression. When When you look at a bodybuilder's physique, you're looking at symmetry, which talks about proportion, which talks about your ability to see distance um, and to assess relative distance and, compa- and compare it to other places, you know. Um, so if you think about that, we almost start to talk about or start to have a conversation like you would have seen with the Renaissance painters, mm. you know. So that whole Michelangelo and, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, when we start to think about taking a, a physique and comparing its parts against other um, dimensions and understanding proportion um, or judging proportion through it. If you were just a guy that works out, loves to train chest, I just like to do push-ups, I get on the bench every day, that guy may develop a big chest, but he is not a bodybuilder. And I dare say he cannot be a award-winning or prize-winning physique in the business of competitive bodybuilding because it takes more of a comparative eye. And with that, the ability to aim to develop even muscle distribution throughout your entire physique. Sure. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you say that it's kind of gotten too big? Because I remember, and I think it's maybe the second iron generation, you were saying that you preferred your body on the way up. Like I was too big. Yeah. And you're too big when your whole day is about eating, you know, seven, eight times a day. And I'm, it's taking me longer than 10 minutes to eat a meal. And I'm not hungry for those. Well, listen, that's how we are. Mm. To be as big as we were to be competitive, mm. let's be real. You have to push beyond what your imagination is. Um, and I was, you know, remember, the best physique is judged by who you stand next to. Yeah. So if I was Schwarzenegger and competing in the Mr. Olympia, one of the titles of the seven that he won, he won by himself. There was no other competitors in the contest. That'd be a great way to win the Mr. Olympia. But when you're standing next to 15-plus guys that are picked, hand-picked from all around the world, proven by winning competitions to stand there, you have a stri- you have a stiff competition. Sure. And, you know, to be the best, I mean, you have to live an extreme lifestyle. And signing up for it at the age of 18 and looking at, okay, I want to be a professional bodybuilder. At 19, I won the teen nationals, and that's when I knew I wanted to be a pro bodybuilder. I never imagined the scope of how much effort it would take to be able to train intensely, mm-hmm. diet intensely, sleep on a pattern that 
was necessary in order to recover because the misconception is you're growing the most outside the gym, not while you're in the gym tearing muscle down. Sure. So you have to have a, even more effort on the outside of the gym than inside. But we talk about mindset. I mean, where nutrition is 80% of what we do probably. And the mindset is almost more important than all of that stuff because if you don't have the right mentality to be able to do this on a rigorous schedule day in, day out and push yourself beyond your imagination, you're not going to be the best of the best in yeah. winning championships like the Mr. Olympia Arnold Classics or continually to do it to the age that we're at now. I mean, I'm not competitive, nor is Kai Green, but we're still in the limelight of being a prospect of champion bodybuilders that continue to push social media channels, uh, you know, magazine exposure, and now Kai Green's doing bigger things on mainstream media. So there's just different ways you you go about your careers and it takes extreme to do that sure i didn't want to be as big as i was but i did it because i needed to be competitive and wanted to be the best in the world at what i did yeah absolutely and does that discipline uh kind of seep out into all aspects of your life well of course i mean it teaches you discipline and structure but you can't you can't that's not just you're not born with that you're not born with that mentality you have to learn sometimes it's through i hate to say it failures that failures sometimes build a better person. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if I was just given, you know, great talent and given the ability to just win everything I ever did, I don't know if I'd have the mentality to bounce back after the losses. I mean, or injuries or whatever else. Mm-hmm. I know for me that the the defeats were what built me as a better bodybuilder and a better person in life in general. I look at things much more neutrally now when I go through my life. And, uh, yeah, we have ups and downs. I mean, we have deaths. We have uh, financial. We have, you know, family members that, you know, have a lot of... We all wake up with the same problems every day. But how you overcome those problems really builds you a character as a person. But I think in many respects, that's, uh, at least from my sort of vantage point, it's kind of enhanced both of your brands in that sense. The fact that you had these sort of runner-up positions. I mean, I Underdog wins all the time. Yeah, for sure. Like I remember following bodybuilding back when you were sort of competing against Ronnie and I was on the old bodybuilding.com forums and stuff and people loved you for the fact that you kept coming back and you kept trying, you know? Um, and I believe you have like the highest kind of social media following at the moment out of like the, the pro sort of bodybuilder guys. Well, of the, of the former guys, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're... I mean, we're build, We're still building. That's the amazing thing. I'm still stunned at my age that I'm still able to get out there and be exposed like I am. True. And continue to grow. I mean, it, no one really, I feel, in bodybuilding has stepped up to that level and continued to really overcome and do something greater than what the past have done. And it's a blessing to us, in a sense, but at the same time, like, you can't build a person as an icon without the accolades of doing so yeah for sure you have to have those Uh, you can be great on social media and have tons of followers but you know the 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 length of time you can do that is really unpredictable i mean you remember if you're making money off having your shirt off and what you look like i hate to say it but father time catches all of us yeah eventually you're not going to always have that physique so you could have some message or something that really brings people to your you know what you do and and how you do it and how you go about doing it for sure but do you think you're enhanced that your brands were both enhanced by those sort of runner-up positions like do you think you would be as big as you are now 
had maybe you just kind of come out winning straight away and you hadn't had that kind of period as an underdog, do you think? I, I don't necessarily say that. I think, I think our humble approach is really what drives people towards us. And I think we're both equally in that sense where we appreciate the fans so much. Without the fans, we wouldn't be where we are. And yeah, those second places were something that helped us. But listen, I can tell you, uh, you know, meeting Kai Green as a teenager, he's the exact same as he was no matter how many titles he won, no matter how many seconds or firsts or whatever he was winning. Uh, we're the same people. Yeah. We come from humble beginnings. And, you know, I grew up in a very small town, 6,000 people. And, you know, I just feel blessed with everything that I continue to do. And here I am in Dubai and, you know, headlining another major event, some of the you know great champions. And I'm just really happy to be here. And I'm here for the fans. There's sure. no other reason for me to be here. I'm here to, to really greet these fans this weekend. And, hopefully come back and you know give someone the motivation to be chasing a dream that i think both of us had yeah is there anything um that you wish you could have done that you didn't get to do because of your careers like is there anything you think you missed out on obviously some people in professional sport might miss out on partying with their kid with their friends in, in college kind of thing no i'm i'm living it man i'm i'm happy with the way i'm doing <laughs> yeah. it now i could my life couldn't be greater i mean I can look back, and that was a whole nother life ago for me winning Olympias, but I'm doing exactly what I want to do, and I don't re regret anything. I'm healthy. I'm retired. Uh, still doing what I love to do. And I, like I said, if I, can, if I can go to the gym every day for that hour a day and train, I'm the happiest guy in the world. I, I hate to say it, but that's, that's what I look forward to the most. How about you, Kai? And he's still doing things. I mean, we're still yeah, doing great things that we've working. So I, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if I, um, I don't think I would. I think everything that has happened in in, in life to present has been has been in some way preparing me for the next step and the next things to come. So um, there are things that I that I, I that I think today are very important to me. Um, and I know that they wouldn't be as important if the journey to to getting to this point wasn't what it was. Um, um, do I have regrets? I don't, you know, I don't like to look at things that way. Um, but I'm sure everyone, if we were asked, hey, man, if you if you had an opportunity to go one place and not the place that you went, you know, um, as sure as I have scars on the sides of my face, I, I know that there are some things that I may, you know, if I had the opportunity to do over, you know, I might make a different choice. But, you know, in large part, I, I really do respect and appreciate the opportunity that has been um, developed um, by the, the life choices that we've made to this point. And I am very, very, very excited about you know what the future holds based on the way that we're thinking um and the things that we're capable of doing now sure and uh, i mean the future for you like we obviously saw you in stranger things too um and you've got a film coming out next year right crazy fist is that right you're yes. filming in china yes we filmed it yeah, yeah. and so is, is the acting is that kind of like the main route for you now in the future is that something that you'd like to kind of pursue a little bit more absolutely i, I um we're, we're currently working now to settle a few contracts um sure and uh, 
we still have our fingers crossed about season three with Stranger Things. Um, you know, I'm very, very excited about the um, the opportunity to do a lot more acting and to really develop some solid skills um, with honing that craft. But um, you know, but I'm also very excited about you know the stuff that we're doing. You know, we just launched the Rider Wear Kai Green Signature Series shoe, which is a very big thing for for me um, and my team and our friends over, our partners over at Rider Wear. Um, um, a lot of being able to launch the shoe had more to do with what it represents and the ideas that um, we've been able to kind of, you know, allow the shoe to represent, you know. Um, we talk about this concept of thoughts becoming things, but a lot of times it just sounds like rhetoric and jargon, you know. But believe it or not, I think that even, you know, our conversation today, for the most part, I don't have the scientific degree of study that you may have, you know. Um, so my ability to talk about this thing, this very important thing that's been a very substantive thing and focus in my life, um, I wouldn't be able to talk about it from the perspective that you would be able to. Um, and I find that when I travel around the world, I'll find people that will ask, well, so what's the secret? Yeah. You know, mm. We may even end this podcast today with, with the, the um, need to give a message to the people. You know? So what would you like the people to take away from this experience? What's the best thing that you would have to say to them? You know? And I found that it's not sets, it's not the reps, it's not you know, talking about any number of you know, backwater, dark side realities that may be considered as a part of this experience behind the scenes. The biggest message, the largest lesson that I've learned, and I think that our bodies end up, you know, even in the most extreme cases, Jay and I, is that idea that your thoughts become the things. Mm. You created this, you know. Um, and not to talk about something that sounds scary, but to know that, you know, as Jay talked about a little bit earlier, you know, exercising and training for an hour a day or multiple hours in the day, this time that you was able to deliberately focus your thinking towards the attainment of a specific goal. Um, I think that's a very empowering idea, you know, more than anything else. You know, it's not about the sets, the reps, and everything. Oh well, so tell me something about nutrition. Tell me about something that that tells me that you are so learned and scholarly on the subject of dazzle me with your brilliance. Uh, you know, I think the best thing I can say that a body becomes an example of is that my thoughts become the things, the thing that you were praised for today, the thing that would allow this man to go in and win four Olympias. You know, the thing that would allow us to get into the spotlight and now have opportunity to continue to speak positively to the multiple businesses that we represent, you know, this weekend, you know, um, and their ability to be set in positive increase, you know, is still from that or based in that idea somehow of how your thoughts can become things. That's how the body became what it is. And that's how the future success can become what it is. Sure. Absolutely. And um I mean, that's kind of like what radiates from you guys is just kind of that work ethic. I mean, uh, I've seen on sort of like little series that you've done on bodybuilding.com and things like that, that your lives more or less are kind of seven days, 24-7, you know, 
just kind of work, work, work. Like, so what would like a typical day in the life be for you at the moment? Like? You know, to touch on that, like I mentioned, you know, bodybuilding. And listen, life isn't all about just lifting weights and being a bodybuilder. And you mentioned about preparing yourself for other obstacles in life. I think bodybuilding is the, the hardest thing you'll ever do. That lifestyle, like you for said, sure. 24 hours a day, it's 365. To achieve, you know, it takes the density and the commitment of time to really get to the level we got to. So anything is, I always say anything is conquerable after you've been the best at what you do in the bodybuilding arena. But, uh, you know, my day is unpredictable. And if you said, okay, well, tell me what an average day is. Number one, there's no average day in the Jay Cutler lifestyle. Sure. Because we travel tremendously. When we're at home, we still work on things. We find time for the gym and our meals. Uh, no matter if we're competitive or retired, uh, from you never retired really. Mm. You're still in the limelight, right? Uh, but ventures. I mean, we talk about business opportunities, and we still highly endorsed, and we own brands. And when you're the brand, there's no stoppage. So yeah. you look for downtime. Even now with social media and your phones, you're you're constantly working. Uh, but Ideally, it's, it's like I said, hitting the gym for an hour a day, focusing on phone calls, business. If I'm not traveling at home, I'm trying to enjoy as much time as I can sitting at home and enjoying the peace and the quiet without chaos in my ears and surrounding me. Uh, maybe catching a movie or, you know, having a dinner or, you know, enjoying time with family and friends, which, you know, you talk about the, the regrets or things you wish you could have done. I wish I could have gone to a couple of my parents' birthday parties or family gatherings or holidays that I wasn't able to come because I was traveling and being at other events because Christmas or Thanksgiving doesn't doesn't happen all around the world on a certain time. People sometimes don't celebrate and business comes first in a lot of your lifestyle. So, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much what our days are is unpredictable here. You know, here we are for, I'm here for seven days and the schedule's written on paper, but it changes course are you doing a lot more sort of international travel now that you are kind of like retired and never retired i've I've, this 2017 was my biggest year uh travel wise i've ever done uh ever and even when i was winning olympia titles because even when you're mr olympia you get to stop traveling four months prior to the show because your focus is to to win that competition but without that competitive side I'm, i'm taking on more ventures and it's not just bodybuilding that brings me to these places. I mean, I have other business, too, and and uh, other commitments. I'm taking more vacations when I can. So I sure. might split away for three or four days and kind of zone out and then got, fall back in or travel to the destination that I'm supposed to be at. And, you know, that's what we do. Absolutely. And uh, how are you generally received? Like, is there some sort of places you go to where you're kind of having to sell the whole bodybuilding thing a little harder than you would elsewhere? Or is it generally kind of cool across the board? To be honest, I'm never in the position where I have to explain why I did or what I did. Uh, I'm recognized all around the world. Um, these events bring us to many great places. That's a huge opportunity also that I want to mention is that I never imagined I'd be able to train to travel to some of these places and be in front of uh, the markets, being you know, in cultures that I never imagined. I don't speak any foreign language, which sure. is difficult sometimes. I wish... That's one thing if you ask, you know, it's funny because thinking these things, I just start speaking, but I wish I learned the languages. Right. You know, I listen more Spanish and French and, you know, German and I guess 
over yeah. here you know I, I mean i wish i could have a relative more conversation when these places i travel to but uh it, it's just you're blessed to be able to see these things yeah absolutely you know, something that you'd i'd never be able to see probably if i chose a life as a police officer or working in my family concrete business of course which easily could have been my future yeah yeah and i chose a different path and i put my head to it and i was one of the fortunate ones that came out on top and was able to create a career of it and i influence everyone around me the younger generation now to be able to have those opportunities and and i always tell everyone you know this the secret is is the consistency the commitment the dedication the belief that you can be better than the next guy and not to play victim ever in your life because it's very easy to say well i'm not as fortunate hmm. uh, i think you know we all have things that we're great at some things we're not so great at but a strong mind and a strong personality and the commitment to being at your absolute best in what your passion is yeah that's one thing i can tell you my lifting weights was my passion because i loved it and i still love it and that makes it a lot easier to do my job because sure. when you're passionate about something you can only be great at it absolutely I do have one thing that I'd like you to sort of a piece of advice to offer, but it's I'm aiming it more at not the the kid who wants to be the next version of you, but the guys or the girls who are sort of in the gym when the bodybuilders in the gym and they're looking over and they're in, intimidated by that character, by that kind of stereotype. Like what what piece of advice would you have to reach to them to say to them, look, you have your goals, get in the gym, you know, ignore them. How would you show, how would you kind of educate people that everybody's human? You guys are super humble. You guys are super intelligent. But on the outside to that kind of group of the population that would look over and say, well, you know, I don't really want to go to that particular gym because there's a whole lot of guys lifting 200 kilos. Would you have any sort of comments to reassure them that just get in and just get going? Stay away from the gyms where there's too many muscle guys. <laughs> <laughs> get another gym. Most so, gyms don't want the muscle people anymore. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very, very commonplace now to find gyms that even offer pizza days. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think honestly, the the what I would say to that is is that that's a cop out. That get real. That is, I don't. The reason why I don't go to the gym is because there's too many very big muscle guys that are throwing around 200 pound kilo. That to me is. You might as well say, you know what, I really haven't gotten to a place where I am committed enough to really stand in my own power and do the thing that I really want to do, that is to exercise and change my life for the better. The objections are not, the objections are not that, you know, um, you know, I I found, you know, I I didn't come from having a whole lot of, you know, a lot of things, you know, getting started on my journey. Um, and if I found that if I waited for the day when I'll have the ed- enough education or enough practice at, to say that I confidently can write out my own diet plan, you know, and feel that I could do it with a proficiency on the level of somebody that's more scholarly than I, then I'd have been waiting forever. And in fact, I'd still be waiting and I would have nothing to show for my credit. I think that the beautiful thing about this experience of personal development, self-mastery, is that you can get started from right where you are. You can get started right now and 
the only obstacle or the biggest challenge is really you. You know, so learn how to get out of your own way, learning how to talk to yourself, learning how to encourage yourself, learning how to um, recognize that the inspiration doesn't come from somewhere externally. It's it is your ability to see what's inside of yourself and know what's important to you that will allow you to resonate well with those things out there that serve as an example of the idea of increase that you can step into possibly if you get out of your own way. So, yeah, I, I, I think that's no, just I a love that. Up. That's great. I love that answer. Cool. Um, okay, well, you guys are here for the weekend. You're in the Dubai Muscle Show. Where can, well, we're going to try and get this out just in time for people to, uh, to come along and see you. Um, are you going to be signing or you're gonna be, you've got your own booth? Yeah, well, Kai and I are next to each other. Uh, we're going to be there both days, the 8th and the 9th. Uh, we're kind of the headliners of the show. So we'll be there greeting fans. It, it's mostly the importance the fans are free to come up and speak to us. They're going to get, I mean, we, we'd love to commit more time, but obviously the lines are lengthy. And we try to get to every person in the time slots that we're there. But it's just basically where they're supporting not only uh, the fans that come out and want to attend the show, but the athletes that are competing or trying to get people more comfortable with the fitness market here in, in Dubai, the Middle East. And uh, we're, we're just happy to be here and be able to be a part of this this great thing and support our distributor that uh, will be appearing at the booth and representing our own brands we both own supplement brands so we'll be camped out next to each other and i guess that's our competitive yeah, our competitive our competitive <laughs> side is still competing against each other trying to trying to say whose proteins better or whose pre-workouts better and uh cool all right kai do you have anything else you want to leave people with any more words of wisdom hey well you know what um, we want to encourage everyone to come on out if that can um, we definitely look forward to seeing your face in the place. Um, wonderful thing about these experiences like this, like a, a, you know, an experience like the Dubai Muscle um, Show, is that you're going to be able to come out and see a whole lot of things. You'll get a lot of stimulation. You'll be able to see a lot of um, products and, 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 and people that are selling and, and things that are related to this industry that is um, um, fitness. But more importantly, you get a chance to you know, be, I don't want to say inspired, but definitely encouraged to consider a larger possibility. And it'll be up to you to consider what your larger possibility will be. But definitely a place to be to find out will be the Dubai Muscle Show this weekend. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's been an absolute privilege to speak to you. And I will try and catch up with you guys over the weekend. Good news. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks, thank guys. you. Appreciate it.